Hello, everyone. If anyone is here after that disaster of a game, that is. Mod here once again for Game Over Ottawa, covering a 5-1, to one, or no, not 5-1. to one. 5-1 to one was the point where I started stopped paying attention and started checking out a 6-2 to two loss to the New Jersey Devils uh, by the Ottawa Senators here tonight. Hey, uh, a positive though, I have a new camera angle thanks to a new tripod I got for Christmas and a new, a new light on top of the camera too. So the stream looks, if it looks slightly different, that's not your mind playing tricks on you. Got a, got a little harsh drop shadow on, on the jersey there. I might have to look into, into fixing that, but I will be playing around with the look of things a little bit with a little more flexibility, flexibility now. I was previously uh, just using my camera on top of a stack of board games on a ping pong table. That was my makeshift tripod before, but now I have an actual one so I can uh, I can play around with things a little bit. Hopefully, hopefully it looks all right tonight with this this slightly different camera angle and lighting. Um, but yeah, I I feel like I've already just started talking about something else other than the Sens because, oh boy, I do not want to talk about that game, even though that's what I'm here to do. That's what I am getting paid to do. I am obligated to discuss the hockey game that just happened. And wow, I I don't even know where to begin. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to take notes for a game like this because, uh there's there's hardly any positives so i got to i got to dig out what i can <laughs> after a performance like that just a bad bad game all around from pretty much the whole team and you know before i really get into analyzing anything i i had a weird thought in the third period was that i feel like uh my my relationship with the sends lately is just like the five stages of grief um First stage being denial at the beginning of the season after that three and one stretch, you know, when we started falling below 500, I know we quickly got to, I think four and six was our, was our record at one point. It was, it was denial. It's like, no, there's no way this team can be that bad. They have to be better than this and they'll turn it around. And then the second phase of grief is anger. We reached that pretty quickly when we got to all of the fire DJ chants and the booing on home ice. Everyone reached the anger phase throughout the fan base very, very quickly, as did I. And then after that, you have bargaining, which we we somewhat reached that in terms of like, I don't know exactly what they mean by bargaining, but the way I take it is the way I'm going to interpret it is we were uh, we were just kind of thinking, oh, well, they'll be able to turn it around with a new coach and all of that. After that is depression which is where we're at now. That's right here. That's the current moment. That's tonight. That's tonight's show is is depression. I'm also very close to the acceptance stage too, which is the acceptance that this is just a bad hockey team at this point. I feel like the depression and the acceptance stages are sort of blending together. They're both they're both setting in around the same time because I've accepted that this is just a bad hockey team at this point and I we're not going to get that miracle run with a new coach. The new coach bump doesn't seem to be hitting the same for the Sens as it does for most other teams, which which frustrates me. So many other teams get that new coach bump. It's not happening here. We need to accept that. A part of the acceptance as well is that this team is just not, not even close to uh, to being a winning hockey team. It seems that we we have to accept that it's going to take a while for 
all of the bad habits to be coached out of this team. It's just, it's it's going to be a long season. I'll put it that way. I do, I did, I did want to come in today with a bit of optimism. I, I did bet on the Sens to win today. And so far, the last seven games or so, up until the Toronto game, I, I was having pretty good success betting on the Sens, but uh, not to not to get into betting, but the point being that I did think the Sens had a pretty good chance going into today's game. The Devils, you know, have also been disappointing this season, although they are clearly better than us in both the standings and on the ice here, as they showed today. Uh, I was really hoping that Vidak Vanacek would have been in that, because as someone who had him on two fantasy teams and now has him on zero fantasy teams... Uh, that could have helped their chances here tonight. But obviously, instead, it was Nico Dawes. He did a pretty good job for the Devils, although... And I'll get into this. I don't think the Sens did a very good job of testing Nico Dawes at all whatsoever. So, I guess with that, I'll just get I'll get into, into my notes because it is it is very sad. Very sad situation here. Just it, it's like I know we just won two in a row, but I can't help myself but just, but just being sad. Like it's the we were all waiting for the new coach. Like I said, the new coach bump, and it's just not happening. Like Edmonton, I think their record is thirteen and six since making the coaching change. Don't know what Minnesota's is, but I know that it's good because I picked up Philip Gustafson in fantasy, and he just keeps winning games. So theirs is good. I believe St. Louis has had a pretty good record since changing their coach too and of course they whooped us right after changing the coach so and i'm trying to remember if there's another if there's another team that i'm forgetting that changed their coach i don't think there is other than the Sens. and of course we are now two and three under jacques martin and it was like the first two games we could obviously see that it wasn't going to turn around immediately but I had a little bit of hope. They gave us a little bit of hope in the last two games. The thing that frustrates me the most tonight is at least when this team is losing, I feel like they should still be scoring goals because they have that much offensive talent. But we just didn't see it here tonight. Um, the Pittsburgh game, obviously there's a blown lead in that one. It sucks. And same with the Colorado game and the Arizona game. But at least we scored goals in those games to provide a little bit of entertainment value. And obviously the win against Toronto was awesome. Although the Leafs do have a tendency to to just blow it against teams at the bottom of the standings. So I felt like it was pretty obvious that we were going to win that game. And then just back on home ice, laying a total turd, which I feel so bad for the 20,000 people in attendance at this game. Because after that Batherson goal, they had damn near nothing to cheer about for the rest of the night. Um, and also, speaking of the Leafs constantly losing to bad opponents. I have to check real quick because as I'm recording this, uh, it was 5-5 in overtime between the Leafs and the Blue Jackets. So I have to check and see if that game has ended yet. Oh, there we go. There we go. The Columbus Blue Jackets win 6-5 in OT. <laughs> That's so good. I Oh my God. Yes, Johnny Gaudreau with the overtime winner. I'm not just laughing because I wanted the Leafs to lose, which is obviously the case. If you don't know, I am also a Columbus fan too, which is more pain. Nothing but pain for me as a hockey fan. Supporting the Sens and also supporting the Blue Jackets for the last decade or so, not fun for the most part. Most years, that is not a fun thing, but at least at least my teams, both of my teams, get to beat the Leafs every now and then, and then it's really funny. So, 
uh, that's that's my little moment of of levity here today is that I I get to laugh at that result. We all get to laugh at the Leafs today, but we also laugh at the Sens and cringe at the Sens of how bad they were too. Uh, I'm just excited to go to go watch the, the the highlights of that Blue Jackets and Leafs game. I wish that I was watching that game instead of watching the Sens game. If I wasn't doing game over to today, I would have uh, probably turned this game off or put it on on the side after the second period when it was 4-1 and then watch the end of that Jackets and Leafs game. But unfortunately, I'm here, have to talk about the calamity that we saw from the Sens. And once again, I feel like I am totally just avoiding talking about actually what happened in this game because it's not fun. It's not fun. But I'll get into a little bit of that now of what I noticed tonight. From the first five minutes, you could tell that the Devils were just a faster team, harder on the puck. So I got bad vibes immediately in the first five minutes. You you never like to see that. You like to see either your team come out flying or or both teams kind of settling in and, and like kind of a slow start. I never mind that when both teams are just kind of evenly matched. But you could tell right away that the Devils were a step quicker today. And it showed. It played out that way for the rest of the game. I do want to give credit to Travis Hamanick for one thing, because we don't often give credit to Travis Hamanick on this show, is uh, in early in the first five minutes, I think it was, uh, he did he did win a battle along, along the boards behind the net to end a devil's pressure shift that was that was probably going on like a minute. It felt like a long shift of offensive zone pressure for the Devils, probably 30 minutes, or 30 seconds, 40 seconds to a minute. Uh, and Hamannick actually made a great play to separate the Devils player from the puck and just totally end that pressure. And we were able to get it out after that. Um, so credit to him for that. I wanted to actually credit him for something good for once. But then, obviously, the rest of the game, I'll say no comment on his performance after that. He did get beat at the blue line, uh, later in the first period too, so the good comes with the bad with Travis Hamannick, I'll put it that way. Not uh, not a player that we're pleased overall with this season, but I did. I have to call out good plays when I see them. That physical element that he does bring on the back end is very nice, very needed on this team too. Might get into that a little bit later. Uh, there were some tweets from from Mark Mathot about, well, he tweets about this a lot, about his comments on, or his opinions on the defense. So, Hamannick, despite not being very good, does bring an element that most of the Sens defense struggles with, with that physicality. So, credit to him for that, even even though it's with a bit of a grain of salt. Um, we got a power play shortly after that. Woohoo! We got absolutely embarrassed, absolutely clowned, absolutely shit-kicked on special teams once again tonight. That has to be the number one thing that the coaching staff uh, starts working on in the next few games is the power play. Obviously, the penalty kill. Penalty penalty kill. I should, I should start with that being on pace for the worst penalty kill percentage in franchise history. I think I mentioned this once before that it was like pacing to be the second worst, and they showed during the broadcast that now it is on pace to be the very worst. It was like 71% or something. And I'm not sure what the final percent... Yeah, 50% power play for the double tonight. Two for four. So that makes it even worse. It's insane. It's... For a team that was pretty much carried by its special teams last season, I can't believe that they're this bad right now. 
the penalty kill wasn't like it it was mostly the power play last year that was better penalty kill was probably closer to average i think but it still shouldn't be this bad there there's got to be there's like there's got to be something that can be done like maybe the personnel just isn't there maybe we don't have the right players on the penalty kill but it is very weird to me and a lot of people have pointed this out on Twitter that Jack Capuano is the only member from DJ Smith's coaching staff that is still employed. And we believe that he is the penalty killing coach. So that's that's not looking great. I, I don't exactly like the optics of that. Again, you, you don't ever want to be advocating for anyone to lose their job. But holy crap, uh, Capuano has got to figure something out for this penalty kill. I don't know. Like maybe it's just a manner a matter of... Uh, the player's not executing, you know, like Ridley Gregg uh, failing to clear the puck on the, the Devils' second goal. He just fanned on it. So we do have screw-ups like that from the players, but I feel like it also has to be a strategies issue too with uh, just the easy cross-seam passes that they're making on both the first power play goal and the second power play goal. Jack Hughes just just absolutely embarrassing us tonight on, on the power play. I... <laughs> Even though I bet the Sens money line tonight, which was a, a fat L, I did at least bet for Jack Hughes to get at least two points tonight. So I think it was over 1.5 or whatever. He got two or three in the end, I believe. So that that was the, the easiest bet ever I could have made. Um, broke even in the end with those two. I felt like it was going to be a high-scoring game. I figured, yeah, Hughes is going to get some points, but, but the Sens, you know, they have offense too. They can come back. And, uh, and win a high-scoring game, but not even close. Not even close. Didn't even get close to uh, to making this an interesting result. Um, and, of, of course, yeah, also before Jack Hughes scored, the play-by-play uh, -play guy on TSN, he said Jack Hughes hasn't scored in his last five games. And then about 10 seconds later, Jack Hughes scores. The most predictable shit ever. Star player in a slump. Plays the Sens. Easy, easy night. Easy, easy uh, stats on the board. Just just too easy, especially when it's on the power play against this joke of a penalty kill. Um, I guess I was getting a little bit ahead of myself because I was, I was supposed to be roasting the power play and then I just got mad about the penalty kill instead. But that was the story of the first period in general. Um, but the power play also sucking too. I was not a fan of it all night tonight. The first period at least had the only moments of optimism in this entire game when when Batherson scored for the Sens to go up one nothing, It was a great pass by Brady Kachuk. Other than that, I wasn't really impressed with Brady Kachuk's game overall tonight, especially defensively. He had some moments, I'll put it that way. Um, but Jack Batherson, probably the biggest, uh, probably the biggest positive of this team in the last two weeks, just with with awesome production that I really didn't expect from him after a really slow start to the season. Um, and, and a very rough season overall last year, you know, I was kind of thinking that maybe he's not going to be the elite first line winger that we all thought he was going to be when he was a prospect. Still maybe not quite there yet with his all around game, but if he can keep up production like he has been recently, he's going to be getting a lot closer to that first liner uh, category. And especially with, with the coaching change now and players not so much, oh wow, my my light just went out, so a little bit, a little bit of a lighting change there. That is, uh, that was not a very long battery life on that light. Um, with the coaching change, and now some players maybe losing the benefit of the doubt of, uh, of like, oh, they just look bad because they play in a DJ Smith system. 
it's going to be really interesting to evaluate a lot of these players going forward. And I feel like Batherson has made some great strides lately to, to raise his stock because I was kind of feeling like if he continues trending the way that he was last season and the, through the first month or so of this season, that he could eventually be trade bait, especially if we ever need to clear cap space. But no, the way that he's producing right now is absolutely awesome for his cap hit absolute uh, value contract you know even if he's only scoring at like a 50 60 point pace still pretty good value so very happy with Patterson lately at least we'll we'll say that because that's pretty much the only the only positive in this whole game because it was all downhill from there I already talked about those penalty kill goals against um into the second period Batherson had another chance to score on Nico Dodds, kind of got in alone after an awesome zone entry on the power play. Probably the only good moment that the first power play unit had all night, which which is unfortunate, especially because it was a play off of the rush. Um, and typically that's not an effective way to score on the power play. So so the the best chance of the whole night for the first power play unit having been generated off the rush is not something that you want to see. You want to see them actually be able to have consistent zone time and pressure and scoring chances off of uh off of passing plays in the offensive zone on the power play first power play unit was not getting it done with that i'm just so frustrated with them lately i i feel like at a certain point they gotta they gotta switch up the personnel i feel like the first unit and the second unit have been very rigid lately uh jacques martin and alfie i guess coaching the power play they've just kept the same units that we were previously running under DJ Smith uh, into that losing streak. I feel like they got to switch it up now because the last few games, the power play has been a big issue. Huge issue again tonight. Like, obviously your penalty kill sucks, so 50% power play for the Devils is embarrassing, but 0% power play for the Sens is even worse. If you even get one power play goal at any point in this game, it could change the momentum, but it was nothing but but a momentum killer once again here tonight. <laughs> and... Uh, God, what what else do we hate? What else do we even have to talk about in this game other than just more goals against the Sens and just defensive breakdowns? I guess Brady, I, I was saying he had some moments defensively. He he lost the puck on the breakout. He got it back, and then he turned it over again. And I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I think he just that was when he just threw it behind our net. And there was no defenseman there. There was no winger coming back on the boards. Just, uh, just a blind play that you can't be making. Maybe that's a matter of a play that they usually like to do on the breakout. And the person who should have been receiving his pass just wasn't there. But I don't really think it looked like that. I feel like it just looked like a mistake from Kachuk. Um, strangely, though. So I, I wrote that note to to roast him for that defensive play. But strangely, he got a breakaway on the same shift, which he missed, which leads us to just the absolute lack of clutch scoring from our top guys today. Not a great night from Brady. Batherson gets the goal, but obviously he missed a, another chance in tight two in the second period. Norris had a breakaway. I think was that was probably in the third period, I think. Just no one could beat Nico Dawes on these, on these chances where they were in alone, which is really disappointing from our, our top guys, guys who are supposed to be our top goal scorers, especially since Nico Dawes has barely played hockey all year. I think he had hip surgery last season, only a few AHL, AHL games this season, and then this is his first NHL game since like 2022, I think, or might have even been 2021. I'm not sure if he was playing 
at the beginning or the end of that season. So long time for him. And that's just so frustrating that the Sens only put up 10 shots on him halfway through the game. When you have a goalie who's inexperienced and hasn't played in the NHL in a long time, although he does have a little bit of experience a few years ago, you have to be peppering him with shots. You have to be making it hard on him. It was just too easy of a night for Nico Dawes. So, like, I'm sure from a Devils perspective, they're probably like, oh, maybe he'll solve some of our goaltending issues. He was great tonight. Uh, he did make some great saves that he had to make on those breakaways. But other than just a few chances, like, maybe two good chances in each period, we, we just weren't generating enough whatsoever. And, like, I gotta I gotta check the, the scoring chances. Yeah, 8-5 to five for the Devils at 5v5 for the whole game. So that sounds about right to me. Five scoring chances at 5v5 for the Senators. Sounds about right. Maybe I would have believed even less if it said three or four because that that Norris breakaway was on the power play. So I would have believed the numbers if they were even less. And God, while I'm here on natural stat trick, just the ugly Corsi stats, just getting the, the devils dominating every period. You, you could tell that just from the shot clock alone, but... Looking looking at the advanced numbers is even worse. It makes it even uglier. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna click off those advanced stats because they're they're disgusting. I don't even want to read any more of them. <laughs> they're just making me more angry and more annoyed. Um Yeah, and then another turnover from Zub. we we expect better from Artem Zub, and usually we do get better from Artem Zub, but ugly turnover on that third goal by Mercer. Just, I couldn't believe that he didn't... This is the thing, this is the thing. This is kind of funny because I was just talking about Kachuk throwing the puck behind the net and there was nobody there and it was a bad turnover. Then Zub doesn't do that. He does the opposite where he holds on to it along the boards and kind of tries to move it up the boards. Or uh, I think it was kind of more into the middle of the ice, but tries to move it forward instead of back. Complete opposite of the Kachuk play. But in this case, I thought it would have been better if he moved the puck back. I think um, we had numbers coming back. It was Dawson Mercer was like the only four checker coming in. We had th like three guys back. Everyone was coming back. I feel like there's at worst case you throw it behind your net and a devil's devil's winger gets it in the other corner, but all your guys are coming back and you can cut them off. So we, we get Brady throwing the puck behind the net when he shouldn't. And then we get Zub not throwing the puck behind the net when it felt like that would have been the better play. Um, it's hard to harp on Zub too much because obviously he's our, <laughs> our only good defensive defenseman, it seems like. Um, maybe you could say Sanderson as well, but he's often classified as more of a 2 way D. So I can't get too mad at Artem Zub, but it, it, was a, it was a pivotal moment in this game where the Devils got that two-goal lead and, and never looked back because uh, the scoring just kept going from them after there. And then it was yet another turnover for, I think it was the fourth goal. Can't even, can't even remember which goals are which at this point, which is a classic for me. Um, it was Tarasenko that time in the corner. Uh, I think he was, he was trying to pass it through the middle, and we had, I think it was his line mates, I think Stutzla, Batherson, and, and also one of the defensemen just kind of fleeing the zone a little too early, just ex totally expecting that Tarasenko was going to be able to move the puck up, and obviously it got blocked, and then they're all out of position, they're all scrambling back, and the Devils score because... We don't get saves when we need them. I'm so, you know what? In a, in a game where we allowed six goals, it's remarkable that I've gotten this far in, and I haven't even talked about the goaltending. I'll, I'll keep it short with the goaltending, and it's just that 
Corpus Allo is a decent goalie, but he isn't going to bail you out. He isn't going to be making 40 saves a night routinely and keeping you in games that you shouldn't be in. If you continue to play the way that you are playing as the Sens, it's going to be a lot more four goals, five goals, and like tonight, six goals against on Corpus Allo because he'll have the uh, the amazing save occasionally. He did have an awesome uh, pad save at near the end of the second period, but obviously it was already 4-1 by that point uh, because this, this team just loves giving up grade-A scoring chances. So I don't blame Corpy tonight. Some of the goals, maybe you would like a save. Like the first huge shot kind of just went through him, I think, five-hole. Couple other ones, like you can debate the Mercer goal, maybe like short side. I think I thought it was just a really nice move by Dawson Mercer, and it was more the defense to blame on that one. So just it's it's like I kinda I kinda give Corpy the benefit of the doubt on this game, but again, I don't think he's the type of goalie that's really gonna really gonna keep you in games. It's the type of goalie that you need a really good system in front of him. Similar to Cam Talbot, similar to Philip Gustafson. And Matt Murray, plenty, plenty of scenarios. It is, it is entirely possible that that Corpy uh, looks much better for the rest of the season or even next season if we can finally get this team playing a solid defensive game. I, I think that is entirely possible. I'm not too uh, down in the dumps on Corpy overall, but I think his stats are going to be uh, are going to continue to be pretty ugly for a while here. As, as the team is figuring it out in front of him, figuring it out defensively. And yeah, it, it just snowballed from that point. 4-1 at the end of the second, and I was just not even interested in watching the third period. It was, uh, 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 it was uh, at that point, I'm just, it, there's been a lot of times this year where I'm just like, damn, I want to start streaming in the second intermission because I already have enough to rant about for the length of a whole show. And then, you know, if anything funny or interesting happens in, in the third period, uh, that, <laughs> that would be funny to, you know, react to it live. I could have the game up uh, on a TV in the same room, but we can't do that. It is game over, so we have to wait until the game is over. But unfortunately for the Sens, there have been many times this season where the game has been over before the third period even begins. And, and we got another one of those once again today. Uh, <laughs> do I even want to talk about anything in the third period? Norris had that breakaway. I already talked about that. He couldn't couldn't score on Dawes. No one could score on Dawes. Um, no one, no one, I don't feel like anyone tried hard enough to score on Dawes, to be honest, outside of those couple of breakaway chances. And they were kind of weak attempts on the breakaways. They were all just kind of trying to shoot low, like five hole or, or just above the pad. And he, he was reading those very, very easily. Um, second power play unit actually had a really good shift after the first power play unit totally stunk it up again. And then a breakaway out of the box for Brendan Smith. That was just a really funny moment. It's like, okay, we finally had a good productive offensive shift where we had about uh, a minute of zone time from the second power play unit there. And then we concede immediately after because of course we do. Uh, just just the complete epitome of the sense this year is just killing your momentum with the special teams and then the other team scores. I mean, it could have been decent momentum from the second power play unit, but again, no goals. 0 for 4 power play once again, so ugly, ugly stuff. Uh, Bernard Docker with that goal, lucky bounce, good for him. Nice to see him getting a getting on the score sheet occasionally. Obviously, he doesn't have too much offense in his game, but I, I do like him overall. Glad to see him get rewarded once again. And then the sixth Devils goal, 
I was not even paying attention at that point. Um, so I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Don't think it matters. <laughs> I don't know if I'm even going to go look at the replay at any point. Um, I'm going to take a look at the chat now because holy crap, I don't want to talk about anything else that happened in this game unless anyone in the chat has any decent uh, decent comments or questions. Um, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, Rusty Carr saying the coaching wasn't the only issue on his team. On this team. That is very clear. Very clear at this point. We're going to have to be doing some... Uh, maybe eating some crow as fa as a fan base. Not not that DJ shouldn't have been fired or that we shouldn't have made a coaching change, but just in the sense that we we're like, okay, the roster is great. As long as they have competent coaching, they'll figure it out. Maybe the roster isn't so great at this point. I think we need to be doing a lot of soul searching as fans and really being a little bit more critical as as to how this team is built. I know some people are already, but like most of us in general are like, this team should be good enough to make the playoffs. And on paper, I still think so. But at this point, it's it wasn't just the coaching. There, there's a lot of issues here for sure. Uh, Charlie, my co-host, he said much earlier in the in the chat, he said, sitting in the CTC parking lot, mad, at, mad AF, I got to deal with this traffic instead of just turning off the TV angry. Yeah, Charlie was at this game. He has picked very bad games to go to this year. I think he also went to the Buffalo loss early in the year. So that's some, that's depressing. That's what annoys me so much is this team not even winning on home ice. I think their record is 9 and 10 on home ice now, except two of those were in Sweden. So at the CTC, 7 and 10. And also we won the first three games at the CTC. So since the second week of the season, that would be, what, 4 and 10? at the CTC, if my math is correct, which is just embarrassing. I don't know what it is about this team that they can't put on decent performances in front of, uh, in front of the home ice fans. It's really frustrating. They were extremely lucky that this game and the Pittsburgh game were sellouts. And I think a lot of that had to do with, uh, the holiday season, maybe more people in town, sends fans from out of town, visiting family, going to a game. Um, and a lot of the optimism from earlier in the year and the off season, probably a lot of people buying tickets in the first half of the season. I am very scared to see what attendance is going to be like in February and March if this team can't figure it out and at least play like above 500 hockey for the rest of the season. It's I, I think it's going to be getting a little bit ugly in terms of attendance. Maybe not too ugly because I don't think I don't think it's going to be like Melnick era attendance, but sellouts might be a little more rare from now on. That's that's my guess. Uh, Delta Ghost said, giveaways in this game uh, is what 18 in this game. I'm not sure, not sure if you mean 18 giveaways or if you mean that number 18 was doing a lot of giveaways because probably both of those are true. I thought Stutzla had a terrible game, probably one of his worst games of the season, to be honest. And he's had some bad nights. He's had some nights that he was just totally invisible. And this was probably his worst. This was probably his most invisible other than probably, I'm sure he had some turnovers because that's been his number one issue all season. So whatever you meant by that comment, uh, I, th I feel like both possible interpretations that I read into that comment there are, are correct. <laughs> so crap ton of giveaways and also number 18 makes too many giveaways and bad game from him. Uh, Matthew Gregory saying, good thing this game was blacked out. <laughs> only only Sens fans could be happy about blackouts because it, it prevents prevents them from seeing the absolutely horrendous performances. Uh, shit. 
that that's just depressing. Uh, Matthew also saying bad team doing bad things. I would like to see Jacques in the interview being angry. Yeah, I think Martin has done a pretty good job of being level-headed so far and giving solid analysis as to what this team needs to do to be better. He had that quote about um, about the goalies, how it's mostly not their fault most of the time. Um, I, let me. I'm gonna check the quote here. Actually, yeah, he said like he explained to the goalies uh, the the play is an end product of how you play in front of them, away from the puck. And over the years, that's something that this area has really struggled with. Um, I, I love that he he straight up pointed out Cam Talbot as the obvious example of that. I thought that was very funny. Um, so, like, Jacques has been saying all the right things in the media, and I think maybe some people have seen his post-game comments already by now, but I think if he was uh, angry in the media after the game, that would that would hit pretty well with the fan base too. I, I've been impressed with him so far in terms of just how he's handled himself and how he's been speaking to the media. It's It's very refreshing to hear him actually sort of criticize and analyze the team's game in a more in-depth way than the quotes that we would get from DJ Smith, which always just uh, boiled down to, oh, we played hard, we didn't get the bounces tonight, or, oh, we weren't ready to play, we <laughs> I didn't get the boys to play hard enough in the first period or, or the second period, usually. Um, so, I don't know, yeah, maybe maybe Jacques Martin will be a little bit angry in, in the media tonight. I'm angry, so, so I wouldn't blame him. Uh, Five-game road trip, Delta Go says, Senators are going to sweep it. Yeah, just like the last one, right? I will say the five-game road trip upcoming, I'm a little more optimistic for that one, even though the team sucks. A uh, little, bit, little bit more optimistic because I don't think it's as hard of a road trip as the previous five-game road trip. Uh, Seattle, very up and down this season. Canucks are obviously really good, really good but um, we played decent against them last time. They lost to Philadelphia the other day. Sometimes they lose to bad teams. I think, did they lose a game to, to San Jose as well? I could be wrong. Could be totally wrong. But And then Edmonton, we always get torched by McDavid and Drysaddle. So I, I, even though Edmonton's record isn't very good, I don't give as much of a chance in that one. Calgary is not very good. We could beat them. We have beat them already this season. Uh, and then, is it is it Buff Buffalo at the end of the road trip? Because... It's either it's either Buffalo or another or another Western team, but we'll see how we do against Buffalo next game. So who, if if we should be optimistic uh, for another game against Buffalo, I don't know. They're they're obviously right there right there with us in the standings, but they did beat us earlier in the year. I think it'll be a better road trip than the last one, but probably probably not too good. It's too hard to be uh, optimistic at all at this point. Um, what else we got in the chat? Rusty Car the Sens. Need to learn to work as a unit under DJ. It was more individual. Now they have to work as a team. I agree with that. Under DJ, it was just horrible five-on-five -five play most of the time. And then occasionally, Stutzel would do something awesome on the power play. Or Brady would bang a couple goals in. Just, just the individual performances totally carrying us with DJ Smith hockey. I felt like that's what it was. It was just most nights you never really felt like the team really dominated and deserved to win. It was just that if we did win, it was solely because of one of our players playing great. Um, and we need to get away with that from that. That's not a consistent way to win in the NHL. You got to play as a team. So you're 100% correct about that. Uh, and another 
comment from Charlie in the CTC parking lot. Watching the cars leave the parking lot and they're working together a lot better than the Sens did. Uh, zipping in, merging lanes, beautiful system work out here. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, saying that Ottawa drivers, especially in the CTC parking lot, saying that Ottawa drivers are working to, to better together as a tandem than than the Sens did on the ice tonight, that is a bit of an indictment. That is that is pretty sad. You're probably true because it was really bad on the ice tonight, but for the standard of Ottawa drivers and the standards of, of how long it takes to get out of the CTC parking lot, I'm glad that everyone is working together out there and managing to make escaping the parking lot a decent experience, according to Charlie. I hope that he wasn't in there for a whole 40 minutes because sometimes it is that bad and it was a sellout today. So he might have he might have been sitting there for quite a while. I don't know, Charlie, if you're still around in the chat there, let me know how long it's been <laughs> that you've been in the parking lot or when you got out, if you have gotten out yet. Let's see, yeah. Pendy29, the Hughes brothers are gross. Yeah, Luke, Luke Hughes scoring on us too, just the brothers beating up on us. It's, it's fun to watch, the two of them. I, I do really like, really like all of the Hughes brothers, uh, especially Jack. He's just electric. Love watching him handle the puck. And then his brothers, Quinn and Luke, both being able to do that from the back end, putting up a lot of points. I, I think Luke Hughes is probably going to be like just as good as his brother eventually. You're starting to see him with a lot more confidence. I think a couple of games ago against Columbus... They were down 3-2 with like two minutes left, and he just skated right through the middle of the ice through the whole team and sniped it to tie the game. Uh, so awesome talents they have there in New Jersey. How lucky they are to have a, a pair of brothers that were both like top draft picks and just like oh, Jack Hughes and Luke Hughes together could end up being like the next uh, McKinnon and, and McCarr combo. I don't think Luke Hughes will be as good as McCarr or anything, but that type of a number one center and that type of a potential number one D. And you have Dougie Hamilton and Simone Nemec as well. Like Hamilton out for the year, but damn, the Devils are set up well for the future with all these young guys. Just, oh, I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. <laughs> like, oh, it's, I feel so stupid that not before this season, but before last season, before the Devils, really took off um i feel so stupid that i thought i thought that the sends were at least as good as them or or better feeling really dumb about that right now i'm sure the devils are going to turn turn it around and, and manage to get into the playoffs uh at some point sends not so much not so much uh yeah first game for dawes in the nhl since 2021 says max just just sad Sad stuff that we, we couldn't even... Good for him. Good for him with a solid performance tonight. He was good. But holy crap, we could have made it harder on him. We could have made him battle for that win a little bit more. But it was a pretty easy dub for him today. Uh, Charlie saying... Several people in his section were saying the Sens got goalied. You can't be goalied unless you put up 35 plus shots. I agree with that too. And there's even been some times this season where the Sens break 35 shots and I still don't feel like they were goalied because they'll often just throw the puck on net uh, from anywhere to, to pad those shot stats, especially under DJ Smith. Haven't seen that as much lately uh, since the coaching change, but no, we, we didn't get goalied. It was just, it wasn't enough. Wasn't enough offensive pressure. It was almost never any sustained pressure in the offensive zone outside of a few like couple of stretches on the power play and even on those stretches we weren't we weren't generating good enough scoring chances it's just too too much one and done offense which even though the defensive issues are the biggest issue with this team 
I get almost more frustrated by the fact that these games we can't even make them close like if we lost i would have rather we lost like five to four tonight have it be way more interesting get to talk about some some nice goals that we scored but no we don't even get that just all out stinker here tonight um delta goes saying it was 19 giveaways in the game clarifying uh the comment earlier that's just oh i feel like that's really high it, it's it can't usually you can't usually ever get more than like 15 for for one team in a game right like that's that's pretty bad oh it is going to be the number one number one thing that Jacques is probably probably mad about after this game and that they'll have to focus on for the next game against buffalo is that puck management with 19 giveaways golly um just brutal maxing buffalo at home on sunday and then yeah buffalo is the last game of the the road trip as well. Uh, uh. It's, you know, if we can't even, uh, if we can't even beat Buffalo, both of those games, that's going to be sad. Even, even just like one game, even splitting a game with Buffalo would be pretty bad because then you're, you're losing the season series with them at, at that point. Oh, uh, it's, I, I'm not looking forward to, into the next game for sure if we lose against buffalo that's gonna that's gonna feel like a new rock bottom like we already had rock bottom on on the, <laughs> on the uh the last road trip but if we lose the next game to buffalo and then going on another western road trip it might be rock bottom part two it's it's not quite rock bottom today but almost nothing nothing to cheer about uh the meme where it's the the old the middle-aged guy on facebook looking all looking all grumpy and he says nothing to smile about in my life that's me with the sentence right now it's it's very rough i i hate to be this much of a downer after the last two games were quite good but that that was a rough one here tonight so that's where i'm gonna leave it i think i i have exhausted all of my uh energy talking about this game i have spent more than enough time talking about this game more than it deserves to be honest i've put i feel like i've put more effort into talking about this game than the team put into the game on the ice so i'm gonna sign off there for tonight uh subscribe to sdpn if you are not already subscribed leave a like on the stream if you enjoyed it share this around if you enjoyed it uh and yeah have a good night everyone